and welcome to Unashamed, a Smut Lovers podcast where we just want to talk to you about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are doing our reverse harem uh, paranormal episode. Before we get started, I just wanted to say that these are just our opinions. So if we really like a book that you didn't like, um, that's okay. <laughs> Everybody has different tastes. Um, also, vice versa, if we don't like a book that you do like, uh, don't take it personal. <laughs> um, then also, because for our Reverse Harem Contemporary episode, um, we kind of forgot until like we were two books in to explain what Reverse Harem is. So I'm just going to do that really quick. Reverse Harem is where... There is one female to three or more men. And then if you hear me reference Polly, I usually mean that more in the sake that like everyone is with everyone. So even though a reverse harem, I guess, would technically be a poly relationship when talking about books, you usually hear Polly more if like everyone is together instead of just the female with the men would you agree no yeah polly is everybody with everybody usually um like the males have separate relationships outside of the one that they have with the female character as well yeah i uh surprisingly i don't think i wrote down like a true polly series it's that's really surprising for me because those are my favorites there was one that I guess I just d didn't even think about it when I was writing down my list, but that's okay. The ones that I have are still great series, so we can do more in, in part two. Did you want to go first or did you want me to go first? Okay, so uh, my first book is the Red Mask series by M. Sinclair. You're going to hear me bring up M. Sinclair in probably almost every episode. <laughs> from yeah. here on out because she has so many reverse harems and they're also just definitely one of my favorite authors the red masks is part of the horde uh i guess world or um her fey world series let's see how do i start this so uh there it's also one of the biggest harems i've ever seen it starts out with the uh the main character which is vegas and uh, she is a foster kid who's now in college and she's living with eight of her best guy friends. And so they all live together and they kind of like, you know, cuddle. Uh, most of them end up like, you know, cuddling in her room with her and stuff like that. It starts off with this really close, like best friends relationship. It's not like they're brother and sister. A lot of them were raised together. Uh, she started at the, at the foster home first when I think she was like six between six and 10. And then from 10 on one, one to two uh, of the men were added like a year until they hit like, you know, I think 16 was the last one. So um, she's grown up with these guys. She's known them forever. And uh, there's eight of them to start with. All of a sudden, two extra men come into her life. They're known, Vegas and her men are known as uh, the Ravens. And so like, they're kind of like the security on campus. They make sure that like nobody's lacing drugs and selling bad product. They make sure that like, you know, assaults aren't happening. They're basically like the, their own, you know, 
lawless justice on campus. And so uh, they meet these two men, Edwin and Byron. All of a sudden, magic happens. They they learn about magic and uh, they learn about the Fae, which I love the Fae in this book. I love the world building. There's so much going on. So they ended up they end up going to the Fae world, and within there, there's three separate kingdoms. There's the light the light kingdom, the dark kingdom, and then the horde. The horde is basically like the ragtag, the bastards of you know the light and dark because any of the mixed bloods. So uh, they get kicked out of their kingdoms or and brought to the horde because you know they don't want the mixed bloods in their kingdoms. So the Horde is this, so yeah, so the Horde is this like a mixed kingdom and it, they kind of like took it upon themselves to become them their own kingdom and a lot happens. And um, this series runs concurrent with, I believe it's the Vengeance series, which. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Which is also by M. Sinclair. And then there's also, I think four branch offs of this series as well. So I don't want to spoil too much with what happens with the magic. I will say that definitely if you're into like really complex and amazing world building as well as spinoffs and psychotic, sexy men, um, I would definitely check it out. It's It's got some spice. I don't think the spice happens until like I think book two or three and beyond. But once it starts, it, it doesn't slow down. I mean, she's got 10 men. <laughs> in her harem you know there's there's no slowing down the heat and it's uh so great so yeah it is it's a really both of the the series are very good uh, the like the first two for that world i know there's spinoffs but i haven't read them yet because yeah none of worked... the spinoffs are complete yet there we go <laughs> yep um <laughs> okay so my first one i have is the path of temptation by Aaron Hadley. I think that's how you say her name. So this is the the next book is coming out soon. I think it'll be out before uh, this episode comes out. So I, at this point, I have not read the I think it's the last book, but I'm, I'm not positive. So this is an incomplete series. I was not aware when I started reading it. Uh, <laughs> so basically the female main character is sacrificed as a child to the gods and when a parent brings their child to be sacrificed the child dips their hands in this uh like fountain of the gods tears and they're chosen by one of the gods so her dad brings her to be sacrificed. She dips her hands and um, her hands get covered in black lace, which means that uh, she was chosen by the god of temptation. I'm not going to go too far into like the other gods. They do play a role, a pretty large role um, once you get further into the series. But at, without spoiling anything, I'm just going to kind of focus on uh, the path of temptation. So after they're sacrificed, they dip their hands, they get a designation like a God that is uh, blessing them and they are raised kind of to be prepared, um, to be a priest or a priestess 
in uh, for this god so with the path of temptation they're kind of getting depending on their age like it's it's age appropriate but they're kind of getting desensitized to things like sex and rage and you know things of that nature they're learning about this asset of uh life so when they get to be a little older they need to start figuring out which path they're going to take for the god of temptation so there's five paths so there's the path of obligation uh which is everyone has the path of obligation um but if if that is the path that you end up taking once you become a full priestess or priest then those are basically like the lowest rank so they're the ones that are you know serving meals and making deliveries and things like that then there's the path of action um these are like the doctors and so on so forth um the path of the body these are the ones that are um, like an outlet for people to give into their temptation. So say you are a virgin and you want to lose your virginity in a safe way, you can reach out to the temple of temptation and a priest or priestess of the body will um, like help you through that. Say you are tempted to beat your wife, you can have a priestess of the body to come and take that beating for you so that you don't end up beating your wife. Like those are just examples of things that the uh, path of the body would deal with. So uh, anything that you could be tempted into doing, the body gives you an outlet to do that safely. Then there's the, I think it's the guardians. It's been a couple months since I've read it. So if that's the wrong word for that path, my bad. Um, But basically they just, stay with the priests of the body to make sure that they're safe in all of the different people that they come in uh, contact with. And then there's the path of the word, which is like the high of the high. These are the scholars and the like teachers and things like that. So basically when it comes time for the female main character to choose a path, because most people already know by the time they get re-dipped that, uh, in the tears that what path they would like to be on. When it comes time for her to choose a path, she decides, you know what? No, I'm not going to choose because I feel called to all of the different paths in some way or another. And I'm going to trust my God to choose for me, which is like a huge point of contention with a lot of the other characters because everybody chooses and <laughs> she's she's choosing not to choose she's choosing to trust her god she believes in her god so without giving too much away her god does work with her on that and so so basically the gods are fading and people are not believing in the gods like they used to and it's up to her and her harem, which starts out as friends, for them to bring the gods back because she believes so she can see the gods. Um, so it's up to her 
to uh, bring them back. And there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of disbelief. But it, the world building is incredible. The character development is incredible. One of the guys who I, I would consider him to be in her harem, he's actually asexual. So I feel like that's interesting. Like he does not have any interest in sex. But this this book, I would say, is closer to Polly if you don't count the fact that I guess they're not all having sex with each other, but they have such a closeness with each other that even if they're not like actually having sex, like it's the the level of closeness that's bred in the environment that they grew up in is just it's really impressive. So I, yeah, I I can't recommend the series enough. I think it's. I think it's fantastic, and I can't wait for this next book to come out. I'm so excited. It actually sounds really good. I have not picked it up. Uh, I think you recommended it to me before, but I haven't picked it up yet. Like four times, <laughs> I think I recommended it to you. It's, it's honestly one of my favorite uh, series. Like, the, the world building is so extensive and the character development is so extensive. It's one of those that each book is extremely long and there's a lot of books. So it's it's a project to read, but... But worth it. it it's so worth it. I, I just, I don't have enough good things to say about it. It's like how, how Shades of Trouble was really long books, but the writing was incredible and the character development was incredible. It's like that, but if you made it, paranormal and with like intense world building well great yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll have to pick it up maybe i'll pick it up once it's uh completed it, i think well because we're recording today's april 27th um i think the next book comes out april 29th so you could pick it up at any time really you won't finish it before <laughs> that next one yeah. comes out the books are really long fair enough all right. So my next one is the Heart Hassle series by Raven Kennedy. It is a completed series. Let's see. So this one starts with Emel. She is a Cupid. And so we, basically the basis is, is after um, all humans die, they go to this processing center in like the afterlife where they get to like pick their afterlife. So you can be like an angel or a demon or a Cupid, or uh, I think a ghost is one of the other options. So when she dies, she chose a Cupid and this is like way after. So she's been a Cupid for like a long time at this point. And she has decided that she wants love for herself because cupids get to they have like little powers like lust breath and love touches and uh you know love the love arrows or flirt touches and love arrows uh but they don't get any interaction they're basically ghosts on the mortal plane who can't interact or anything like that with any of the humans but she wants to love herself. So she ends up like uh, going on this love strike. She was assigned to the human world and her superiors sent her to the Fey world to do uh, matches, which I think they do it as a punishment because it's harder to do matches on the Fey world. So she ends up finding this little um, island and there are these three men there. So yeah, so yeah, she ends up finding these three men and she kind of is like stalking them in ghostly form. And then she gets hit with this bolt of magic and it turns her corporeal. And so she knows all these things about these men, but these men have never even sensed her presence before. They're like, who is this pink haired crazy person? And uh, so she's stuck on this island with them. It turns out that they're uh, kind of like prisoners 
where they're also in punishment and they were stuck on this like prison island and um, they need to win like a competition or something in order to get out of the punishment. So she helps them do that. And then she goes to the Fey world and her original assignment was to make the the prince fall in love with a princess from a different like kingdom in the Fey world. And it turns out the prince is like super bad news, which I mean, at this point, are we surprised? So the prince is bad. <laughs> uh, I don't really particularly like the princess too much either. But so they're the the Genfin, I think, or Genfin. I I'm not entirely sure how it's pronounced. Uh, they're like little fey men with tails, which is little. Well, yeah, they're big fey men with tails. <laughs> and I was then, like, I distinctly remember them being large. Yes, men. they're large fey men with tails, and um, they end up falling in love with her. I think she she also ends up getting I think only one more mate. Yeah. No, I think I think but, she only ends up getting one more. It's like the bull guy and then the the, the Genfin. And um, so she ends up hilarity ensues because now she can go, she can pop in uh, from being corporeal to non-corporeal. And so it's hilarious. This series is hilarious and it's spicy. And then not only that, but you also get um so you get a really good epilogue, uh, and then you also get an extended epilogue novella, and then you also get two spinoffs, which continue in the same vein. Um, so like, and you like, they're, you know, side characters pairing off. And it's, it's such an amazing story. It's spicy as hell. It's like, I, I couldn't recommend it enough. Um, it's really funny. Yeah, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I mean, like, and I stayed up reading it until I couldn't, you know, keep my eyes open. Yeah, it's a really funny one. That's a yeah, it is definitely that's a highly recommend on my end as well. <laughs> yes, I loved it. All right. Okay. So my next one is Lovin' in the Coven by Jacqueline Fay. So she the main female character feels like a call to leave her current home and town um to go somewhere else. She gets in the car with her best friend. They're driving, they end up in this small town and the small town is basically just like failing like there's uh, almost no economy and a lot of people have left a lot of the stores have shut down like there's just not a lot going on and everybody's telling her like you're wasting your time moving here but she's like i don't care like i like she felt called to be there. So she gets to this town and she meets the local coven and she finds out that they, someone is murdering witches in their, um, in this tiny town. So she is trying to help solve the murders and she is trying to bring life back into the economy, bring more people to this town because she felt called from the goddess to be there. And along the way, she is collecting men and <laughs> she finds out some secrets about her own life. It kind of escalates from there. I don't want to give too much away about it, but it is an incredible series. There is male male in this one as well. It's this one's funny as well. I um really, really enjoyed it. This is one of the only ones that I do reread. I know Courtney's like an avid rereader. I'm 
I'm not really. Um, but this one I have reread because it's one of my favorite series. Yeah, I also recommend it. It's it's really good. All right, your turn. Okay, so mine is um, Myths and Monsters, by which is a series by Beatrix Hollow. Uh, book one and two are out. Book three has been pushed back. I think until mid-May. It was supposed to be out tomorrow, actually, but it got pushed back. <clears throat> Let's see. This one starts with... Uh, so this one starts with a girl who can see... She can see ghosts and spirits and stuff like that, but she hates ghosts. So the family business is her mother is like a ghost hunter with the gift, and her aunt, I think is uh, also part of it. And then her sister is like a paranormal or like spooky book writer. So she, but she hates it. She hates the family business. She hates all of it. She wants nothing to do with it. She can see ghosts and she's trying to outrun it. So for a long time, she, uh, she worked an office job and then she gets, she gets an offer to go like for, I think it's like a year. She gets an offer to go and travel and camp around these campsites and take pictures as a photographer. She has this, I guess it's an ex-stepbrother. He's not her stepbrother anymore, but he was for, I think, like a year back. Uh, I think their last year of high school or something around there. And um, his name is Caspian. He is now a rock star. And uh, just, oh, man, I, I can't say enough about Caspian. He's described like super hot. He's like rock star but also like a sociopath. Like she doesn't see it because to her, he's like the perfect person. So anyway, um, she goes, the books, the book one starts with her going to a concert of his. He calls her, he's like, hey, I'm in town. I'm having a concert where you are. And she's like, well, that's cool. I'm leaving. So I'm gonna come see you. And so um, she goes to this concert. Uh, one of his fans ends up like shooting herself in the head, like right in front, right next to Ava, the main character, and in front of Caspian. And um, so like, and he he doesn't react. And so she's starting to notice these like little things about him that are just like not quite adding up. But the thing is, is she doesn't want to know. She's, she's always had feelings for him. He's had feelings for her and he's trying to make it known. Whereas she is like, okay, well, like this isn't adding up. Like you're, you have no reaction to certain things like, you know, and he's basically, so he decides to like quit the band and go traveling with her for this next year. And so she's like, cool, I could use the company and his band follows them. They're trying to like get Ava to uh, become a photographer and go on tour with them. They're like, oh, you know, you could just come with us because they're trying to get Caspian back on the band because he was the biggest draw. And it turns out, and I'm I'm not going to say that this is a spoiler because I feel like it's mentioned early enough in the book, but he's, I think he's like a siren, like a male siren. Uh, I think that's what they call it. Is he, So he's a male siren. He's like a water creature. And, uh, which, <clears throat> spoiler alert, monster dick, like different, different monster dick. It's, mm. it's great. <laughs> so, um, so he's traveling dick. with her and all of a sudden, uh, they, I don't want to spoil it too much, but bad things happen as they're traveling. They're kind of like, she ends up collecting more Hera members along the way, like, uh, book one, and two are kind of just with two. And then there's like a third one who's not originally a 
super uh, a supernatural. I'll just say that. That's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's not really because you're not going to know anything about what I'm talking about until you get to like the end of book two, which is you you won't have any clue. There's no warning, by the way. There's no warning when that happens. And there's no warning about most of the book. Also, um, for those of you who are into the Mothman myth, he is part of the harem. Um, what is this again? It's Myths and Monsters by Beatrix Hollow. I know you've talked about wanting to read it, but it's not completed yet. I want to say the book three is like, going to be the last I'm one. Like, I'm like, gosh, this sounds so... Oh, it's good. It's familiar, brother, but, monster, but I don't think mystery. I... I, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I've read it. Like, there was aspects of it that you were saying that, like, I, de- I definitely well, we, don't remember reading. Yeah, I well, I recommended it to you, and you were like, it's not finished yet. And it was supposed to be finished. I think tomorrow it was supposed to come out. Um, but now I got pushed back to mid-May. So the last book will be out next month. I think it's the last book. Right now, there's only three up, and she's usually good about having the last one on pre-order around the time the, you know, next one comes out. So I think mm-hmm. it's only going to be the three books, and uh, then I definitely recommend it. It's it's spicy. The spice starts in book one, and it follows through. I would say um, it's not like super crazy, like heat. Like there, it, when it the spicy parts are really good and really hot, but um, it's not one of those books that's overtaken with sex because there's so much plot and so much to get through. That like, yeah, there is. But also, like, you're so invested in the storyline that you're almost like, that's cool. You know, like, the the sexy parts are cool, but I'm also, I also really am invested in the plot. Yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, yeah, it's it's good. I'm not going to say the spoiler and triggers because they are very well. I am one of those people where I read every single trigger um, that the author puts and I feel like if I have to recommend that if you are going to read a monster or a supernatural series you have to read your trigger so I'm not going to spoil it for what it is but um I feel like um and this is I don't know if anybody notices that Courtney's a lot more inclined to give uh trigger warnings than I am I feel like if you have certain triggers that you should be checking each book before you dive in because I feel like most books are going to have some kind of trigger for someone and I my triggers are like seen so far and few between that like I really don't even check the trigger warnings like they um yeah I don't my triggers are like I've only been triggered like twice ever and I've read hundreds and hundreds of books. So I'm like, I don't think that I really like have an issue with that, but I feel like if someone does, then always take the due diligence to read the trigger warnings because authors will put it in there or it'll be on their website or something. There's always a way to find, or they'll have like an email where you can email them to find out what triggers are in the book. Like most of them, it'll be at the very beginning, but always do your due diligence if you do have certain subjects that are triggering for you. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I'm just, I'm definitely one of those people who's like always read them because I have certain triggers. And uh, even though sometimes I will go ahead and read a book, uh, even if one of my triggers is in there, especially if it's like, you know, if the author assures that it's like handled well, or if it's like just talked about, and it's like an off page thing happening. But I, 
I recommend always reading your author's note because you never know. And then something can creep up on you like Eden <clears throat> where you know, oh, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you're hitting a turn in a book. I didn't read the trigger warning on that. I didn't think that um, I didn't either. And people was going to be a trigger for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it is. Okay. I, I, I was like sitting on the couch, literally gagging. So I don't, I don't recommend uh, <laughs> that. Yeah. No, I just, I just always, always read your author's note and your trigger warnings, especially if you are someone like me who does have triggers and you at least at the very least be forewarned and forearmed. So, and that that's all for me. Okay. So my next one is the Evelyn Maynard trilogy by Cadence Snow. So starts off with her and her mom are on the run from something. She's not really informed, I believe, in the beginning what they're on the run from. But tragedy strikes and um, she ends up getting rescued and her mom doesn't make it. Her rescuer kind of sits with her and consoles her and then he leaves and she has no idea who he is or where to find him or anything like that, which comes into play later on um, that she does try to find him. And then she ends up in foster care and then until she gets accepted into a university for people who are considered variants. So basically... In this series, the Supernaturals are um, considered variants. And so she believes that she's human. She gets to this university. Um, she starts finding her bonded or harem members, however you want to say it. They are, I believe, faded in this series. Anyways, one of the people that she finds is the guy who rescued her. And he wants nothing to do with her. And he ends up being one of her fated as well. And so, anyways, the the more that it goes along, the more she starts finding out secrets about why her mom was running and hiding with her. And things start to come to a head. But this series, I felt, did such a good job about, like, the teething issues that comes along when a poly relationship forms even though this one I again as I said in the beginning I wouldn't consider this one poly because not everyone is with everyone I believe most of them are actually like related <laughs> most of the men so they are not like together in that way but so they're dealing with all of the issues of like when you're in a relationship with multiple people and when you know someone is trying to fight against fate and the character development in this one is incredible the world building was great i really really enjoyed this series yeah i also recommend uh kin snow's books uh i think it's just the evelyn maynard series she might have more though she, i think that was i think she was kind of like a debut author when that came out yeah i don't know if she's um released more since then but I am pretty sure that's what, like, some of the reviews said, that she was a debut author. I haven't really looked into it, though. Yeah, it was it was really good. I, I recommend it. Um, So my next one is the Pack Prophecy series by R.L. Calder. Uh, so this is a um, shifter, wolf shifter series. Um, so there's basically this pack takes in this, uh, the main character, the female main character, and they think that she's human or at least she believes that she's human 
And I want to say, I want to say it's like either 18 or like 21 shifters get like their first significant like shift. And so uh, she believes she's human. So she's treated like dirt in this pack. Like she's treated as the lowest of the low, you know, because, you know, humans are lower in the hierarchy than wolf shifters. And then when it comes to like the moon, the specific moon on that year uh, for whatever, and she shifts. And not only does she shift, but she shifts into, I think it's, she's like a pure white wolf or whatever, which is uh, something that has never been seen. Um, and she has like the mark of the goddess on her. And so like the goddess talks to her. Like she, uh, she's told that she has like this, this big thing. She's part of this prophecy. She's, you know, like the goddess's prophet. And uh, this particular, in this particular world, the wolf shifters are fighting against these like, uh, I think they call them Demona or something, demonios, something like that. So like they're like demons, they're twisted souls, whatever like that. And you find out that eventually um, that I think it's the demon like ruler or whatever is um, turning regular wolf shifters into these like twisted creatures. And so she gets, she finds out that her faded mate, the first night she ever shifts, she finds out that her faded mate is like the alpha sun. And then he rejects her. And so she ends up having a second mate, um, which is like, I think it was her best friend, like the only person that was nice to her. Or maybe maybe it was like the guy's best friend, but he was nice to her. One of the only few people. And so she, she runs off. She gets banished from the pack after all this happens because she accuses the Alpha of being in league with the demons. And so um, she runs off. She ends up trying to go to, like, the summit, which is basically where all of the packs from all over the world come together to, like, meet and talk about, you know, the, the threat and all of that kind of thing. And so she tries to get there, but the bad guys are already on their way there. She's basically collecting harem members along the way. I want to say she ends up with, like, quite a few of them. It's not the biggest harem I've ever seen, but it's a decent size. I want to say maybe six she ends up with. She, so she basically is like the prophet and the only person who can speak directly to the goddess. Like, you know, they all kind of believe in the goddess and they pray to her, but she's the only person with like a direct link for whatever reason. It was good. It, it was spicy. However, I think she only meets like I want to say almost half of her harem in the last couple of books. And so it, it kind of goes from like the gradual steam you see where like you're building a relationship to like, you know, bam, bam, bam. All of a sudden she's having to like build a whole relationship and go through a war and do all of this with like, you know, three extra people. So yeah, it, it felt a bit rushed toward the end, but still it ended up being a really, really good series. So I definitely recommend it. Uh, R.L. Calder is a really good author. I'd check it out, especially if you like wolf shifters and uh, like, especially like prophecy kind of series where it's like there's one person to save the world kind of things, then I recommend it. Nice. My next one is also uh, Somebody's Gotta Save the World. 
I think that's like a theme though in paranormal. So my next one is The Dark Side by Christy Cummings. So just learned today while we've been filming this that we pronounce this word different and you're probably right but I'm going to pronounce it my way anyways. So if I'm wrong nobody come for me. So anyways the female main character starts off uh, like non-corporal and she is essentially a ghost and she is stuck watching these four men. Um, She's like tethered to them um, even though they are able to leave like she just sits around and like waits for them to come back so she can watch them kind of thing and she's just like wishing that she had a body so that she could have sex with these men and um, something happens and she ends up becoming corporal so she ends up becoming a real girl. They find out that these four men are the four horsemen of the apocalypse and she is the apocalypse. So basically one thing leads to another and she has to make a decision at some point whether or not to save the world or end the world because she's the apocalypse. This series is so funny. Usually four horsemen stories are very serious, I feel like. At least most of the ones that I've read are like very serious. This one is hilarious. It's really, really well done. The character development is great. The main female character, she's probably one of my favorite main female characters that I've ever read. Like, I I was really, really, really impressed with this series. So, highly recommend The Dark Side, Christy Cummings. I loved it. Christy Cummings was also, wasn't she the author that passed away? Yeah, C.M. Owens. Yeah. Um, and and St. Abby. So those were the three. Is it St. Abby or S.T. Abby? Because Stabby. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. It's not spelled out. I just read that as Saint, like the abbreviation. Well, but I thought it was S dot T dot, you know, like M Sinclair. You're you're probably right. I'm just, that's how I read it. Okay, well, Um, But yeah, it is like stabby when it's read out but yeah um yeah no she did pass away and she was an incredible author anything by her was absolutely fantastic uh, is ap- absolutely fantastic so cm C. M. owens christy cummings and uh st abby yes are her three i want to shout out uh christy cummings also has a second series so i think pretty little monster i think it is yeah it's like they're all the pretty monsters yeah, all like the pretty that. monsters. Yeah. Yeah. So I I um I cannot. I can it's Christy Cunning, by the way. Cunning. Yeah. So and uh anyway, uh so personally I just wanted to shout out uh it's a gypsy book. Um I'm just gonna talk about it like really quick. I'll give a very brief explanation. Um it's a gypsy book, and so basically it's uh there were these like, I think five or six original gypsy families. They try to get, I think it's immortality and it goes, it happens, but it goes wrong. So um, I think four or five of the six families end up with it, but they turn it into supernatural monsters. They turn into monsters based on essentially what their sin is or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's, oh my God, it's one of the best. And so this girl moves to town with all of the um, original monsters. 
and uh, to build their own hair. Oh, just, just so many. I cannot absolutely. I'm obsessed. It's I reread that book almost as often as I, you know, reread my other main series. So the only reason. The only reason why I put the dark side instead of all the pretty monsters is because I genuinely assumed you would do all the pretty monsters. I'm definitely going to do a more in-depth description of it in um, part two because I'm going They're to actually reread it. I haven't reread it close enough to doing this to give you an actual in-depth. That's literally just what I remember off the top of my head and I could go on, but I, I want to reread it before I give you guys like a more, I guess, in-depth um, in description. I, I reread it a couple months ago. so. Yeah, I mean, Courtney basically had the gist. So she moves to this town, um, and there's a prophecy about the gypsy families um, and about gypsies with no gypsy pride. She has gypsy pride, which is, like, a really, really big thing. And she meets these monsters, and they had an issue with a female before, like, hundreds of years ago, or maybe even thousand, a thousand years ago, something like that. I think um, she was underground for a thousand years, or she was supposed to be. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So they had an issue with a female before, and she is like evil incarnate. And oh, I also so, I, I want to cut on real, cut in real fast. When we say gypsy, we're not talking. It's not like we're not um, using the slur for. Um, the Romani people, uh, where this, it's literally like, uh, they, they basically reimagine, um, gypsies, I guess. It's like, yeah, it's like a supernatural it's, type. Yeah. Romani, uh, anything like that. They're, they're not, uh, mentioned. It's yeah, this gypsy is families who become monsters, which I guess doesn't sound better, but. Yeah. Gypsy is the term that's used in the, uh, in this series for, these families um and i believe it is six i think you're right so anyways it's it's really really good it's a very very intricate uh plot line so, uh, so I, world building all of it's great it's my, my i would favorite. i would recommend if you read it to very closely pay attention to everything that's going on because by the time you get to the end you're going to be like holy shit like it just um the way that the plot turns is fantastic it's one of my favorite like plot twists that i've ever read i was just like oh my god both times that i read it i was so excited so yeah that that one is all the pretty monsters by christy cunning my next one is supernaturalette by katie may and I want to talk about what's interesting about this series. Um, I guess I'll give you a little bit of plot first. So this woman is a witch. However, she's not a very good one. And she works for this, I think, like the FBI, I guess, of paranormals or supernaturals. And uh, she works for them. And she was originally dating this man that she was in love with. They lived together. And all of a sudden, um, she's up for promotion. And she doesn't get it. But this guy that her boyfriend kept telling her, don't worry about, don't worry about, gets it and becomes his partner. So she's like a, a, like a desk jockey, I guess, for this place. And she was trying to go out into the field. And um, she doesn't get it. So... Without spoiling too much, I guess that's where I'm going to leave it. But anyway, so she ends up getting, I guess, like a, 
undercover position where she's going on this TV show, The Supernaturalette, which is, you know, obviously from the name you get it, The Bachelorette for Supernaturals. So she's going on there. And I don't think Supernaturals are hidden from this, from the world, obviously, because this is an aired television series. I also don't think there are humans in this world. Um, I, I can't remember ever hearing about one. So she goes on to this entire... So she goes on to this show and people are being murdered on it. So she meets all of the guys and uh, one of the guys ends up being her ex-boyfriend. And there's just like a whole bunch of, there's a lot of interesting supernaturals on there. There's a zombie, uh, which is really cool. There's ghosts, which is also really cool. Like there's just, I, I love the, the uh, I guess, descriptions of supernaturals. And things like that. Um, but what's really cool about this series is that it is, uh, if you are a part of the author's uh, author Facebook page, this book is a ba basically like a choose your own adventure for the readers. So she, it started off with like 20 guys. And then after each book comes out, you can go and vote off or vote for the guys you want to stay. So she says that this is basically a build your own harem for her readers. You can make this harem as big or small as you want it to uh, vote off or keep as many men and which guys are going to stay based on the most popular votes. And I think that it's the most interesting thing because there is this underlying secondary story going on with the supernatural. But as you're reading these guys and as you're seeing them, like you get to know each one more individually and you know, you get to choose who stays. And I think that's such an interesting concept. That is cool. I have not read a Choose Your Own yet. I know they exist, but I've never actually read one. Other than Goosebumps, when I was in, like, elementary and middle school, this is my first. Yeah. I mean, same. I have read Goosebumps, so I will retract my previous statement. <laughs> For romance, this is definitely my first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so my next one is Ruthless Boys of the Zodiac by Caroline Peckham and Suzanne Valenti, which, like, woo! they're back in our episodes because we are obsessed um <laughs> so this series is um one of their reverse harem series and basically elise the female main character she her brother is murdered and she gets like a lead kind of that that it's one of um the people that are attending this academy one of the kings yeah yeah, it's the king that murdered him. And so she believes that it's one of these, like, four guys that are at this academy. And so she gets in and she is, like, investigating these guys to find out who killed her brother so that she can kill them. Along the way, she, I mean, they end up being her harem. She ends up falling for the guys that she's supposed to be investigating what the actual case is is like the the plot is very thick so and i'm not going to spoil anything about it because if i gave you any information on that it'd be a huge huge spoiler so but these are some of my favorite characters of all time like this these are some of the most memorable men in my opinion like i am a straight up mindy and anybody who has read this series 
will know what that means, but I absolutely adore and love all the characters, um, but especially Leon. He's like, yeah, I'm a Mindy. I'm a self-proclaimed Mindy. Um, <laughs> I agree. This is actually my favorite um, from these authors. My favorite, absolute favorite series. I haven't reread it yet because it's just, it's such a thick freaking series and it's kind of angsty and, and it's I, my thing is, is that it's very memorable so memorable. so i remember details from like the first book and that almost never happens to me because i have the attention span and memory span of a goldfish same but i remember this one and so this is also it's in their world of solaria i feel like if you're going to read the books in Solaria, that you should do it chronologically. That's my opinion. Not everybody agrees with my opinion on this. So the, what I mean by that is uh, Ruthless Boys is set uh, as far as like the time frame goes first. And then Zodiac Academy is set second it's set five years after and that one is not a reverse harem correct um that one is like multiple different couples so and then five years after zodiac academy is darkmore penitentiary i have not read that one it is a reverse harem um and it is not complete so don't fall into the trap of being like oh there's not one on presale let me go read this and then so anyways ruthless boys of the zodiac is complete it is absolutely fan freaking tastic uh the characters are some of the best and the plot is so thick and so good um i i didn't mention which uh i should have because it's extremely important the uh this academy that elise ends up going to is kind of like the cesspit of solaria so it's like full of gang violence and it's it's still an academy, so it's still better than nothing. But uh, it's it's the lowest of the low as far as academies go. So um, there's that. But yeah, highly recommend. That was my last one. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We will see you next week for a another biweekly review. Um, we upload every Monday onto rss.com and uh, some of the other platforms get it on Monday as well and some of them get it a few days later. So if you want it on Mondays when it first comes out, rss.com is the most reliable place to get that. And if you follow us, you should get a notification when we upload. Yeah. So... Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thanks for listening to another one of our episodes. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.